Last plane out, it's the last plane out, you better hurry on up, it's the last plane out, you better hustle your buns, it's the last plane out, it's the last plane out, you gotta run down the runway, it's the last plane out, take a friend's taxi, it's the last plane out, if the plane's already moving, you can't get on the plane, it's the last plane out, it's the last plane out, be a more, it's the last plane out. <laughs> I wasn't even ready for that. That just came out. That was just, just, that just came jumped out. Jumped out of you. Oh, okay. Sorry. What about now? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's right next to the oh, microphone. So it's I, touching it. Maybe. Yeah. Should I sing that again? <clears throat> I don't know if you do better than that one, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, do it again. Just in case, if the, if the other one, if you don't type while I'm singing it, though. I won't. I will not. Last plane out. It's a last plane out. You better run down the runway, run down the runway. Jump in a friend's taxi, run down the runway. If the plane's moving, you can't get on the plane. Even if your passport is in your hand, it's a last plane out. Watch out, last plane out. Me more, it's a last plane out. Adios, it's a last plane out. Go through the garbage chute, last plane out. Follow this little kid, last plane out. Through the garbage chute, last plane out. It's the last plane out, me more. It's the last plane out. Adios. It's the last plane out. Hold hands and act like you're a couple out. Brown music. <laughs> Pictures podcast where we're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me as always is Mark. Shouldn't this movie be called Last Planes Out? <laughs> and Erica? <laughs> five. It took me five viewings to get through this. <laughs> five, baby. Five. And welcome to our first episode of February. Well, we are going to talk about all the war films that are released by New World Pictures. Ooh. Mark, this is your month. It and is. We are starting it off with your You are welcome, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and we're starting off with 1983's Last Plane Out. Last Plane Out. It's the last plane out. The last out. time American journalist Jack Cox was on assignment in this Central American paradise. He was greeted with open arms. They drew parties in his honor. He jogged with the president and was introduced to the very beautiful and very independent Maria. Somos a secret police. They're everywhere. 
There aren't many places to escape anymore. I might know one. I went to school with some of the people who lead this revolution. Maria, put me in touch with them. It's too dangerous. Get out of here and go print some of us lies before I have you shot. He came here under my protection. He leaves here under my protection. This country's in trouble. Come with me. It's still my country. Now Jack Cox has returned to cover the revolution. To get at the truth. Now my government is dead. And to find Maria. If you don't come out with me, you are on your own, my friend. But suddenly his friends are targets. Americano! Americano! His government can't help them. Now if you want to shoot me as a trespasser, you go right ahead on. Because I'd a hell will I rather have a Marine shoot me than one of those clowns and dirty fatigues with a red star in her hat. And the woman he loves. The American fellow of yours is in Manawa. Has been ordered to kill him. Jan Michael Vincent, Mary Crosby, and David Huffman have one last chance. One way out. That's the last play out for me. Tell him we're getting the hell out of here. Last plane out. The most explosive adventure ever lived. And the point of this story is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 1983's Last Plane Out brought to you by the CIA. Wait, no. We're not with the CIA. We're journalists. <laughs> Who said that? That's not true. No, no, no. This was brought to you by the game of chess, which is the sexiest <laughs> game on the planet. It's a sexy game that journalists love to play. Not the CIA. Got your bishop, you little snack. <laughs> <laughs> That's a chess move. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just a quiet game of chess. Love is born. Oh, man. I've never been horny after looking at chess board. You know what I mean? All those squares, all that black and white, the horse heads. Meow. Let's go. I was also <laughs> going to submit for, for your consideration oh, that boy. this movie that is brought to you by the Textiles Marriott. Get away from it all <laughs> the Textiles Marriott. <laughs> The cubic zirconia of the Marriott <laughs> Resort crown. Nestled on its own private road, the Textiles Ooh. Marriott offers a unique <laughs> holiday experience. Enjoy your own rugs and sweater making in our luxurious sewing spa. Our burning <laughs> Jeep fire pit creates a delightful ambiance for you to sip your cocktails out of our exclusive canteen-shaped glasses. Everything you want and more is at the Textiles Marriott. <laughs> That's right. Oh, boy. There's so many <laughs> exotic locations in this movie. This movie is directed by David Nelson, the son of Ozzy and Harriet and the uncle to the rock band, The Nelsons, a.k.a. Nelson. Uh, <laughs> Nelson, David, that is, got an early showbiz start starring his parents' radio show and subsequent TV show. Uh, when he was a kid, along with his brother Ricky, and even got his directing start there, having directed several episodes of The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet. God, his 
his parents are so lucky. He, he he thought what his parents did was cool. I wish our kids <laughs> thought this was cool. Yeah. I was like, hey, you want to be on our podcast? They're like, shut up, loser. <laughs> nope, no, thank you. I'll be in my room. <laughs> tell me when the nightmare's yeah. over. Yeah. Damn, wish, they, wish I could say they got their start here, but... Oy. Uh, David's parents were reticent to put them on the show, but the two brothers insisted when they reticent, found out. Reticent, I'm over here begging our kids to be on the show. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Uh, so jealous. When they found out that their friend Lindsay Crosby and her and his father Bing was going to appear on the show, Lindsay Crosby, half sister Mary appears in the sh- in this movie as the camera woman Elizabeth Rush. Yeah. While Nelson's directing career is mostly in television, he appears to be trying to break into features here in the 1980s with the slasher Death Screams and then the family film Caralba, which New World released a year after this, but they retitled it Rare Breed. It's a horse movie. It's a movie about a horse. Oh, Mm -hmm. those are in chess. (laughs) Yes. Someone's horny. (laughs) There's the thread that connects these two movies. Uh (laughs) Horsies. This uh, was written by Ernest Tidyman. He's the Oscar winning. Ernest Tidyman? Ernest Tidyman. Yeah. Welcome to him. He... (laughs) He's the Oscar-winning writer of The French Connection and also wrote High Plains Drifter and the 1979 Chuck Norris movie A Force of One. He also created the character of Shaft in a series of novels, and he also wrote the first two Shaft films. He wasn't thrilled, though, with the first Shaft for reasons I don't know or care to understand. But this one, so, this one is where he this got his record. Well, he got his just desserts on this one. He's like, this one is going to work. Mm. Uh, that that wording is really gonna really gonna come back on you in just a second he he started producing as well as writing so he started producing his own work and apparently he was going to try and break into directing with this one uh david nelson was initially going to just be an associate producer uh, and then at some point in time he ended up replacing tidyman uh, as the director i'm not sure exactly why but it may be because Tidyman uh, was an alcoholic and does die from alcoholism shortly after this movie. Oh, oh. So you're saying that that hindered his job? <laughs> yeah. It Hold did on. Keep... Let me write this down. Hold on. This is important. This is important. <laughs> right. Wait, death stops you? Come on, Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But writing this, alcoholism is bad. Okay, got it. Uh, also producing is Jack Cox, uh, who this whole film is about. Did anybody not produce on it? I guess me, huh? <laughs> right. Is that it? Pretty Just much. Me? Pretty much. Ironically, no, your want... kids did, but they, they don't want to talk about it. Damn it. Part of the big uh, mystery of this one was trying to figure out who exactly Jack Cox was. He was a, a Texas businessman who also uh, almost became governor of Texas in the early 60s. And he was, I guess, a uh, he had gone over to to Central America a whole lot, and so he was familiar with uh, and, and friendly with uh, Somoza as well. In fact, he even co-wrote an as told to autobiography of Somoza before the ousted ruler was assassinated hmm. uh, in 1980. 
which is just a year after the event of this uh, this whole so movie like right before place. he was assassinated because so, he was assassinated in 1980. the book comes out like I think a month after he's assassinated. So Jeez. so um, he's portrayed as a journalist though in this. So I couldn't figure out was he a journalist? Maybe I guess um, he. But he, but he clearly was in movies were all the rage back then. So they had to make him. A it journalist. was hot stuff. Hot, hot stuff. stuff. Speaking of hot stuff, it stars Jan Michael Vincent, woo, who had just appeared in the ABC miniseries The Winds of War in the same year, and mm. the 1981 feature Hard Country. Mm. And before that, of course, was known for Big Wednesday, The Mechanic, and White Line Fever, which was directed by Jonathan Kaplan, who got a start at New World. Oh. Uh, he would go on, perhaps, to his, his most best, his best known role. His mm-hmm. most best role. His most best of all of the roles. Yep. <laughs> right after this in the TV show series Airwolf. Um, and uh, of course, Vincent's career infamously goes down a bad path at that point. He was already experiencing some trouble with substance abuse and alcoholism and, you know, been arrested a few times just mm-hmm. in the late 70s. So um, and uh, he was then in about three different auto accidents, one of which damaged his vocal cords. Oof. And continued with alcoholism and this sort of tanked his career. Mm. Um, he wrapped his car around a telephone pole near where I used to live in Mission Viejo, California. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that's on the Mission Viejo tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it happened around the time I lived there. So. <laughs> oh, it did. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it wasn't the tour, but maybe something more recent has replaced it. <laughs> The Mission Viejo Maps Tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's a much smaller tour bus, but right. it does exist. Here's where Jan Michael Vincent wrapped his car <laughs> and uh, had to get a tracheotomy on site right. and uh, damage his vocal cords. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and, and after the whole bus says who, then they move on to the next site. <laughs> right. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> Um, well, according to Erica, he's a hot snack in this, so... <laughs> he is a little snack in Last Plane Out. Yeah. I'd stop my plane, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean that would mean I had my pilot's license, and I would see right. that someone was I mean, desperate it, you to... Want, you want it, this, you didn't, you also, it literally. You meant once this they literally. board my plane, I would have intercourse with them, so... Just so everyone knows. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. right. But literally, you would need to be a pilot, and you need to be in a plane. A lot right. of scenarios have to happen yeah. for this to... But, but also... <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the price to ride an Air Erica. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, yep. Uh, Air Erica. Air Erica. Welcome to Air Erica. <laughs> Should we change the name? No, I think it's perfect. No. Really no. rolls off her tongue. Air yep. Erica. Air Erica. Erica. I just have a DJ who's just going Air Erica. Erica. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I went bankrupt, folks. Because <laughs> there was a DJ on every flight. <laughs> and in the terminals, so many DJs got mm-hmm. work, but unfortunately mm-hmm. the airline made no money. It was mm-hmm. a vibe. I don't know. It was it was less of an airline, more of a vibe. It was. Air vibe. Uh, speaking of vibes, uh, Jan Michael Vincent spoke to the Abilene Reporter News in August of 1982. And this is how he saw his character, Jack Cox, that he played. He, oh. he saw him as, quote, a... Highly romantic man. He has a very romantic attitude. He believes in things. He wants things to be a certain way. He wants to believe in people he cares about. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know about we're, that. We're I think he in... saw the prettiest lady and he was like, yeah. I'm putting another. I'm on vacay. Yeah, I'm on vacay. <laughs> the, the, the prettiest yeah. woman in all of Nicaragua is how she yeah. was set up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, check But in, more hey. specifically, the prettiest woman in this area that you're in currently. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, also, Mary Crosby in her big screen debut is in this. Crosby was looking to change her image after her stint on Dallas, where she was the woman who shot JR. And. Also a thing, uh, being being Crosby's daughter, so that was also something she was trying to put past her. It didn't hurt, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't. You can put it past you because you've already used it to get to a certain well, point. Well, apparently it was an issue, though. They weren't going to initially try to cast her uh, on Dallas because she played uh, sort of a... A, she wasn't she wasn't a very kind character. She was kind of a nasty lady, and they were nervous about the... According to her, she has said they, they were, also they didn't were want no nepo her. babies on last plane out. No way, you got to earn your stripes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm silent laughing so hard. <laughs> it's always good on a podcast to stifle your laughter. Yeah. Don't. I was like, don't I'm share laughing. it. Don't I'm laughing share it. so hard. Let's just take so a long pause so people are like, what happened? Yeah. Are they recording what happened? stuff? Are they, ups- are they fighting? <laughs> no, I'm laughing. Did I lose terribly. my connection again? Damn it, Spotify. Oh, damn it. What happened? Oh, man, I stopped my jog to check my phone, and actually it turns out to be fine. Now my pace will be off. All right. She actually told, she told the LA Times in August of 1982 about her role. And she said, uh, quote, I play the whole role in dirty pants and flat shoes and no makeup. And you want to know something? I loved it. Basically, you see, I'm just a tomboy. I mean, I live every day in flat shoes and no makeup. So, woo! I'm like one degree away from a celebrita. (laughs) From... When you fly Air Erica, you can wear whatever you want. Anything goes. Preferably nothing. less. Yeah. yeah. Less is more. All you gotta do Erica. is just get your complimentary chest set and sit down <laughs> and enjoy your flight. Can I also get some headphones? No, those are fifty-five dollars. <laughs> Which is a discount because we give you beats by Dre. So it's actually a pretty good deal. You know what? Actually, just take them. It's fine. You're the only person who booked a flight. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Once well, we hit autopilot, each... I'm going to check your mate. That's right, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> From this movie, right after, Crosby will move on to two films important to my life. Right after this, she shoots The Ice Pirates, which I used to rent like a fiend back in the day. How was that? What? Yeah. What's that one about? Ice Pirates is a futuristic uh, world where water is now like gold because there's not Not starring water, Kevin so... Costner. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Not Waterworld. It's Ice Pirates. They So people steal ice and they kind of bring it around the galaxy. So, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Then At one later, point they get wow. attacked by space herpes. Oh. They do. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it in a very long time, and I am very nervous to see if it would hold up because I watched it a lot. Are you watching it right after this episode? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm, actually, I'm watching it right now. I'm actually, if it's I have important it to you, we should watch it. 
I have it on on my phone. I'm actually not paying much attention to the show. They, watching... they play it on every Air Erica flight. <laughs> yeah. The movie? Oh, shit. It's Ice Pirates on the Way Out. Is it going to be Ice Pirates it's on the Way Out? Ice Pirates back? on the Way Out and Waterworld on the Way Back. <laughs> <laughs> the way back is always a longer flight. Can't really explain it. why. It, it just is. Yeah. We slow down so you can just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going from uh, LA to San Francisco. This should be a 45 minute flight. Well, it's not. It's four hours and 45 minutes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. <laughs> it's unnecessary for it to take this long. Guess I really what? just want to get somewhere. You're in luck because you can watch Waterworld two times on your way back. So. <laughs> We're having too much fun to land. After Ice Pirates, then later on, she also makes Tape Heads, which is another movie that uh, I. Oh, really you like love that I one. I do love Tape Heads. You love Tape Heads. I do. I do. Swanky modes. All right. Here's where you can watch. Last Plane Out, it is on Shout TV, it is on Tubi. Tubi, Tubi. Also, <laughs> we also have the, and I believe Mark has it too, the Code Red Blu-ray. Oh, he's got it. He's holding it up. Yeah, which is now out of print, I believe. I think that thing Look is... at that terrible poster. <laughs> you think this is worth some cash? Huh? huh? I don't <laughs> think so. Hmm. They were practically like, we just, can we toss in a Last Plane Out if you're going to buy a couple Blu-rays? We'll just throw that in there into your package. They were selling it very cheap. By the end. Um, but now it's time to talk about what this movie is about. Mark, let's start with you. What is the last plane out about? After missing their flight home from a trip to Nicaragua, a reporter and his two co-workers decide to turn lemons into lemonade and take this take in the sights of Managua, visit old friends, and make some new ones. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's exactly what happened. Erica, what is Last Plane Out about? Last Plane Out is about how important it is to make friends with a smart young child. <laughs> yep. Yep. Whatever it takes. Uh, give them sunglasses or 50 bucks. Whatever it takes. Give them both. Really. That child, give, them, give, them, give them both of those things. Yeah. That child might keep you alive later. So Important. Yeah. Important, important safety tip. Mm-hmm. For me, this movie, I just thought... Airline delays are such a pain. Mm. I know. Oh. Mm-hmm. We need to get out of this country because it's going to war with itself. Well, we don't. We only have one flight and it's been pushed off till tomorrow morning. Ugh. Uh, the worst. Uh, the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. Hmm. Question. Oh. Why didn't they just stay at the airport? <laughs> didn't they? They no, were they far. Left. They, they weren't went to far. a house, but why? They, which they just... wasn't far. Which wasn't far. Remember but, the binoculars? I know. They stare at the airport, and then the, she hands the binoculars over to the other guy, and then he looks up, and he's looking right at the house. The house was located right next door to the airport. So it why not just sense. stay inside the terminal? <laughs> Never leave. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, oh. That that ruined that last third of the movie for me. I was like. Why just go back to the airport? Just stay at the yeah. airport. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Well, what did, what did Letterboxd have to say? Because I've got an issue uh, with what Code Red has to say. So mm, let's let's cover the Letterboxd. No. Well, then it's going to be kind of disappointing, but it's luckily short. Letterboxd, we are on Letterboxd. Give us a follow there if you can. An American journalist covering the Civil War in Nicaragua falls in love with a beautiful Sandinista rebel. Wait, that's it? That's it. 
Okay. Where's my resume? <laughs> I need to immediately be hired at Letterboxd. That's what? it. That's it. That's I mean, it? I mean, Are they in love? It's a booty call. Like, it's a... I... It's a chess-inspired one-night stand. According mm. to this, these big, bold letters on the back of the Code Red Blu-ray, it says, How can he rescue the woman he loves when she's been ordered to kill him? That's what? yeah. That that's what he, was on the poster. He's not that's trying to the rescue her posters. at all. No, he's not trying to rescue at, her. Not at, at all. any point. He mentions maybe her leaving Nicaragua with him when he meets her initially. And when and when she says and no, that's like, it. Ah, he's like, go. Oh, well, that, yeah. that's your choice. I felt like a line he says to every girl in Nicaragua <laughs> that he sleeps with. Right. Hey, you should leave with me. It's not safe here. Right. And he's like, I gave you the offer once. It's a one-time only offer. <laughs> See ya. I'm out. I felt like that was his thing. Right. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Um, opening scene. With this open the movie, we're not going to go in direct order, but opening scene. Please, let's cover this step by step. Step this is like, scene by scene. not leave a stone unturned on last plane out. People I'm want ready this. Asleep. People want this. We started the discussion. My eyes are closed. <laughs> Oh, it took Erica so many times to, five. to it took me five times to watch this entire movie. The opening scene sets up the evil Sandinistas and Luis briefly. If you noticed, it's you blink and you'd miss him. You don't know who Luis is, so when you meet him later, and they don't ever cut to a close up of him, so you you may not make the connection. But anyway, and a real crucial fact, and the, that fact is that no comprendo español, amigo. <laughs> no <laughs> subtitles. I don't know. I'm I'm not good enough with my Spanish to know what's going on, but I believe, having watched it a couple times, I parsed it together that they're trying to they're coming for Ramon, the older brother, and having him join oh, the revolution. I didn't catch that. That's why they're coming to him. And when the parents say nope, they will not join the revolution, they shoot the parents. Yes, yep. that's I think that's it. I don't know, but I definitely checked both Shout TV and Tubi. From the disc, because I was like, do they have subtitles? Because there's no subtitles here. Nope. No, that's just how it is. Yep. And so most of the movie after that opening scene, which is the only one that doesn't have Jack, uh, Jan Michael Vincent, that we get two visits to Nicaragua, basically, in this movie. The first one is actually kind of interesting. Jack comes out to Nicaragua, and you know what? It's a real pleasure. He meets Luis. He gives yep. him sunglasses. Mm-hmm. He enjoys a nice party with Samosa. He meets Maria. Nicaragua's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. He also mm-hmm. just happens to be first name basis best friend with the dictator of Nicaragua. Now, mm-hmm. typically in a movie like this, <clears throat> they give you some exposition. Why are they friends? How do they know each other? How did they yeah. forge such a strong bond? This they movie, don't. you nah. don't need it. You just, <laughs> just take our word for it. These two yeah. people who are from very different parts of the world are buddies, like really close buddies. Super good buddies. <laughs> and despite their age difference. Best friends? <laughs> we want to say besties? Right. <laughs> They're besties, despite their age difference, despite despite any despite that they grew up in totally different parts of the world. They are they're yeah. so close at best like, pals. Yeah, best pals, best pals. Which is true in real life. But Jack Cox was also about 20 years older around the time of the events of this movie than sure. Michael Vincent. But 
Um, one thing that uh, besides you just call bullshit on that, I got to call bullshit on one other thing. Um, they're they are jogging through town and they essentially are summarizing the conflict. Okay, that's uh-huh. going on in Nicaragua, and <laughs> right. this is, I think, complete bullshit because they're talking and Somoza says. Five miles. I'm like, you didn't run five miles, my friend. You do. You can't run five. You don't have the physique that can run five miles, dude. Come on, give me a break. Well, that's only compounded by the fact that when you watch, and it's a long scene with them talking. Also, there's a lot of background noise, and you can hardly understand <laughs> yes. what they're saying. Yep. Which mm-hmm. makes sense if you're jogging, that you wouldn't be able to really get all your words out well. But sure, sure. This long scene when you're watching them, Neither of these two guys have ever run five miles. Maybe not even one. <laughs> right. Jan Michael Vincent is wearing little short shorts, no oh, the t-shirt. Best little short shorts. <laughs> but he doesn't even have running shoes. They're just like flat mm-hmm. sneakers. Mm-hmm. Well, he couldn't pack everything, Mark. God. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, he, he did fully Marie Kondo a suitcase before he came to Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah. right. Two pairs of short shorts, two shirts, mm-hmm. and one pair of pants. And was like, that's good enough. He brought a lot of change of clothes, according to that montage Only, when he's with yeah, that's Maria. Right. When he's with Maria. At her house. Yeah. He brought in a lot of clothes because they bring him joy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if they are stopping and having a few cigarettes at every mile marker, <laughs> I buy that they went five miles. <laughs> It's the only way Jim Michael Vincent right, makes it. Smoke. He smokes throughout the whole movie. That's right. Plus the 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 <clears throat> dictator of Nicaragua. He's they the actors made a choice with the I'm going to pull my sweatpants above my belly button so it kind of mm-hmm. hides my gut. I kind of love that. I yeah. love when yeah, I, love I love when that. actors do that. Yeah, like it's like we are not fooling anyone. The camera <laughs> is on you. <laughs> <laughs> but they we do all like no one will know no one will, no one will get it have a no one will get it no one will get it it's like, we all see know. it we all see it and, and on a big screen <laughs> um but he also gets to ro- romance maria maria by the way is played by julie carmen who's best known for fright night part two uh yeah. and in the mouth of madness yeah and she's given the same kind of passionate oh. believable character treatment that she does in in the mouth of madness <laughs> I thought she was good in this. She's one of the better parts oh, in this. What are you but talking about? But let's just about? listen. Well, her part is horribly underwritten. But let's listen to their insane chemistry. Is this your way of learning local customs? I am very familiar with local customs. I just came up here to keep you from getting a broken toe. That's it. That's their first meeting. That's the first words they say to each other as they're dancing. That's it. Oh, you can feel the passion. Yeah, that's it. Then they meet up and then talk later. And you're like, oh, well, of course. Because look, after that exchange, my Lord. I mean, why don't they just get married with these two? I mean, it's like he basically stares her down like a creeper. And then he cuts in on her dancing, and then they they say that, and that is the beginning of a romance, I guess. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was ever love. That's why I'm getting upset that these boxes and letterbox and all this are like his love. He's searching for her. Like they're both two attractive people who were like, "Hey, I mean, you're in Nicaragua. I'm in Nicaragua." Like, uh, but the movie has a different story. I mean, that's what she says to him at the end. 
Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Come I on. I hear what you're saying. Come the movie on. is saying something else. My love, come on. Well, but maybe maybe in Spanish that's the equivalent of have a safe flight. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you say it on er- Erica. That's right. Erica. <laughs> Welcome, Mia Moore. Have a seat. You want some headphones, Mia Moore? Don't forget to buckle that seat, pal. Are you cool in the exit row, Mia Moore? That's how we address everybody. Hey, Mia Moore. You want another Diet Peps? We don't serve Peps. This is Erica. It's a Coke flight. We exclusively only serve Coke and Dr. Pepper. That's it. Dr. Pepper's the, the only product, the only Pepsi product we will serve. Oh, goodness. Uh, so you talk Dr. about Pepper's, uh, da, 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 Dr. Pepper's not owned by Pepsi. Oh, Dr. It's not? Pepper is owned by Keurig Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Just <laughs> click. Point, point Keurig Dr. Pepper. My, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. did not realize I'd insulted you like this. I don't think I understand. <laughs> it's Sorry. owned by their own company. Their Sorry, own Ryan himself. and I just jogged five miles, so I'm a little out of it. So you know. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack, as you said, Mark, he makes a lot of friends along the way, including he meets some Sandinistas and uh, can get their side of the story. And you can really see a good side of his journalistic integrity here as he really gets the inside scoop. I'm an American journalist. I spent several hours talking with General Somoza and several members of his cabinet and various citizens of Nicaragua. I persuaded Maria to bring me up here because I thought it only fair to get your side of the story, too. Care to answer some questions or make a statement? Get out of here and go print some of those lies before I have you shot. It goes well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think he believes that speech. No, no. He's like, hey, uh, I spoke to the guy who's the dictator. And hung out with him and got a lot of stuff from him. And I thought, hey, what the heck? I come here and just see if you got anything to say. You got anything to say? <laughs> like, man. Plus, the way okay. that those those four sentences are delivered, it makes me question how many takes it took to get that down. Oh, man. Mm. He wanted a cigarette so bad. He was just like, let's just hurry up and get through this like, so I can get back to my cigarette. Oh, God. I want to smoke a cigarette so bad. Oh. Oh, let's get through this movie so we can all have smoke some cigarettes. Am I right, everybody? No, You're like, not oh. wrong, Erica. Smoking is allowed. <laughs> everybody take out your complimentary hand wipes and complimentary cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> one cigarette for takeoff and one cigarette for landing. It helps your ears pop. <laughs> <laughs> can i sit non-smoking there is no non-smoking section mm-hmm. it's only mm-hmm. smoking only smoking uh what's also lame is that once we get into the second stint in nicaragua we've gone through the first stint clearly he's done all the journalistic things he needs to do yeah there's like a there's like a 10 minute scene of him talking with his editors or whatever and then he gathers up a crew and goes back and i was right back i was like yeah. why are you going back you see right. how bad it's getting. Jack Cox in charge of our days and our nights. Jack Cox in charge of our Jack wrongs and Jack our Cox right. Oops. What's his name? Cox. Jack Cox. Ooh. Ooh. 
<laughs> so it's more than one. Got it. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he goes back, and one of the more interesting things that happened, Lisa, that he met Maria, and there's some intrigue there. But don't worry, we will ignore her for most of his second time through, which is the majority, because mm-hmm. the first time he meets her is about half an hour. But we will get to see her a little bit because she does get orders to kill Jack. Wait. The American fan of yours is in Manawa. I know. I haven't seen him or heard from him. I want him. He's unquestionably with the CIA. And he was one of the last people to see Samosa. He cannot stop Samosa, but whatever he told or gave to this Yankee must not leave Nicaragua. You know better than anyone else how to identify him, and you know what to do. There's a lot of shit going down that you don't know about. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you're like, ooh, shit, she's going to kill Jack, she's going to kill him. Don't worry, she doesn't. And And she doesn't show up again until like the last Till like almost the the tail end. Yeah. And (laughs) it doesn't matter. All that thing they set up, it doesn't matter because. Nope, not at all. She's not actively trying to kill him. She's not searching. She's not hunting him down. He's not hunting her down. He's not even concerned about her. Once in fact, in when there. he runs into her as he's running to the plane, he has almost a surprised look like, hey, you look familiar. Oh, oh you. shit. You. Right. Maria, that's a guess, but like a pretty, like, <laughs> I've pretty- been to Nicaragua a few times, so maybe yeah. chances are. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. He- How have you been? Mm-hmm. Are you still you still playing chess, huh? <laughs> Are you still cool. lightly kicking a soccer ball? <laughs> the soccer ball That's scene. It. How's your dancing going? They Is both are terrible at soccer. Why are they yeah. kicking a soccer ball around? Yeah. <laughs> Those are the things that we're supposed to be like. That I'm warm. I'm won over by this couple. <laughs> That's... Them kicking a soccer ball. Yeah. <laughs> Them drinking coffee. Yeah. Him just smoking and just intensely mm. like playing chess. It's smoking, I'll save it for things we hated. It's his smoking. Oh, is that's so actually upsetting. something that I loved. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh wow! Right. Well, we'll battle it well, out. That time. Decision. Let's see who wins <laughs> later on in the show. But um, the, be- the also the reason why Jack's not looking around for is because he gets back to Nicaragua and the revolution is underfoot. I understand that this is like the late 70s when this happened, but did they, and this actually happened, they really did show up and this was really happening, but was there honestly no warning? Was there really no warning at all? There were warnings before he left the first time. And when he landed, they should have looked around the airport and said, let's get back on that plane, like right now. One of the first things that somebody says when he shows up is like, why did you come here? And he was like, Hey, I'm here just trying to get a story. He's just super casual about it because oh. he's been casual about going to Nicaragua every time, I have mm-hmm. to assume. Because he's a baddie. He's like, I don't know. I might get a story. I might get some strange. I might play some chess. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to see what happens. I'm Jack Cox. <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't think he's a baddie. Yeah. I think he just doesn't pick up on any kind of context clues. I think he was as, mm-hmm. as surprised mm-hmm. as any that he hooked up with Maria. He didn't see yeah. that coming. He oh. was like, I thought we were just going to kick a soccer ball and play some chess. I didn't see oh. this. I didn't see this coming like, at all. This country is at war? <laughs> 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 there's, there's that car on fire in the street. And he's like, huh. Oh. Oh. 
That's weird. Yeah, clean that up. I'll actually tell the guy that runs this place. Yeah. I know the dude. <laughs> right. He's my buddy. We jogged five miles. Hey, hey dude. Uh, I, I got to talk to you. You got some dead bodies in the street. Hey, my I want to clean that up, dude. The wiring on those cars need to be looked at. It is That is not safe. Something's going on with that. But he proceeds then to flex on the two reporters he brought with him by showing off that he knows basically every government representative all mm-hmm. throughout yeah. Nicaragua. Again, no backstory is provided. And no need. Why do we need to know that? But ev- at every turn, he finds someone who helps them get to one of the many planes that they try to get out on. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, well, even if they try, there's one plane, there's a couple of planes they don't even try to, but we still see how they went in to try to save them. But, you know, but when, you, when you're talking about the other journalists he's with, that's the funny thing about it is that why are they, why are they even here? I realize because they actually were there, at least Jim Conley. No, remember they went but there's with a him whole... because they were worried that he wouldn't tell the correct story. Well, that is what we are told in the movie. But here, let's let's play a clip here because uh, uh, this you're gonna is what... tell me that all my all my dreams of what this movie's about are about to be blown. <laughs> no, well, maybe, maybe. How long do we wait before we decide whether to unpack? Max, this is Max Colby. General Formosa's aide, Ms. Rush, Jim Conley. Jack, it's all over. General Samosa's leaving tonight. Send me to tell you to leave Nicaragua any way you can, as fast as you can. Where's the general now? At his headquarters. But not for long. Could you take me to him? Impossible. Everything's bedlam. There's no time. Max, give me five minutes. It's extremely dangerous. It's dangerous just being in Nicaragua right now. Look, this may be Samosa's last chance to make a public statement. Five minutes. He'll be mad as hell. I'm going with you. Me too. No, you're not. It's part of the deal. It's what we agreed on. This may be the last five minutes Samosa has to make a statement. I'm not going to jeopardize it by taking a stranger in there unannounced. But how do we know the statement he gives is the one you bring back? I guess you'll just have to trust me, sir. There goes my story. (laughs) So... They've been brought there to keep him. Uh, supposedly, the newspaper has said Jack, Jim Connolly has to come with you. Yes, and he's going to be watching over you, and they have some tension. And it's unnecessary because when it comes down to it, Jim Connolly does nothing in this movie. He's never allowed hmm. into anything. The only thing he does <clears throat> is he saves Jack from being torn apart by uh, the airplane that they run on the airfield to try to stop. But that's about it. And the and the reality is. Jim Jack Cox asked Jim Connolly to come with him. In fact, his stories that he writes post this whole thing for the Abilene newspaper is partly what they based the script on. So there's no reason they set up this moment of ooh, this tension, this guy's watching out for you and he's trying to get this for this moment and this moment alone. There's honestly, there's no tension. This is what something this movie does a lot. Ooh, I'm setting up this moment, and now it's gone. It doesn't matter, and it's it's over. Like, yeah, one of the things that they set up is they have to get the last plane out, and right, right, which that, they those... do. There's just a series of planes. 
<laughs> right. And they miss, and then they go talk to someone else that Jack somehow knows. And then they right. learn about another plane and they miss and they go to talk mm-hmm. to someone else. And in the meantime, they are dragging this poor child into imminent mm-hmm. danger at every right. turn. For, I guess, just another 50 bucks. I mean, <laughs> they will do. Well, he did do a bang up job on that ca- on that taxi cab. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah, it it pretty really amazing. It looked real good. Until they got the rear window shot out. Right. Better, better leave us some money, Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but bullets never go through a trunk. They only smash windows. They, so as long as you duck, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah they, they have two planes. There's one plane that they send there, the newspaper sends, and he tries to land, and then he he gets approached by soldiers, has to take off. There's another plane that that takes off as soon as it actually lands, because they're like, nope, forget this. That made me laugh out loud in yeah. my eventual fifth viewing when I got that far. <laughs> when he's like, fuck this! <laughs> I was like, pilots can do that? They get to say, fuck it, and then retake off? Retake off. off. Can they? Is that allowed? You tell us. Erica needs to know. You're the one that owns an airline. We have had some sketch landing situations. It's it's called a touch and go. And yes, you actually have to practice. Hold on. Hold on. I'm just taking some notes. Touch and go. Got it. Um, so they have, those are the two last planes out and then they actually have a real last plane out. And then that's the one where he has to, he has to tackle Jack Cox to the ground to save Mm -hmm. his life. And then they're like, oh, that's the last plane, but don't worry. There's another last plane. That's the thing about the last plane. There's there's always always another another plane. There's always another last plane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So to, to, to hide away from this, uh, Hide away from uh, this last plane that they missed. They had go to the U.S. Embassy. Right. And again, the same dumb tension that I just described with him and Jim. It happens with the ambassador. So let's play that one. We're American citizens. We came here to do a documentary film. In the last 48 hours, we've been threatened and shot at. And we need to stay here until we can find a way to leave Nicaragua. I'm afraid that's impossible. What do you mean, impossible? It's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. Mr. Cox, are you with the Central Intelligence Agency? (sighs) Good God, no. I'm a writer. You've been identified by a Lubbock, Texas newspaper as an agent of the CIA. Well, then some sorry son of a bitch has signed my death warrant with a typewriter. Now that ought to be a reason to stay here. No. For God's sakes, why? Because you'll get us all killed. Hold on. Let's unpack that for a sec. Okay. First of all, first of all, I don't remember until you played that. I didn't remember that they were, that they were going to shoot a documentary. I thought that they were just going back for an interview. No, yeah, me too. Me, I which forgot had about me confused the documentary too. Why they, why they brought the camera, but maybe that was for the documentary or for the, for the interview. Right. Second, the the U.S. Embassy leader guy says mm-hmm. they can't Caldwell? stay. Coldwell? Coldwell? Yeah. Says they, they can't stay because mm-hmm. he's a member of the CIA, which that subplot lasts for about six and a half minutes before that's completely abandoned. And then, then in the same sentence says, well, now you have to actually leave. Or, yeah, yeah you, you no, you, you have to stay because you're a member of the CIA. Oh, no, you have to leave because now you're yeah, not. It, 
he's no, he says you have to go because you're gonna get us killed. But also they don't leave, and he does save them, and he works with them, <laughs> like immediately after the scene. So it's like it doesn't matter. He's right. also you can't stay here, but also I'll drive you to the airport and make sure that you're safe <laughs> and do everything I can to protect you. But also, like it is like. <laughs> No, you can't stay here. I'm your ambassador and I'm saying no, but also I'm saying yes. I will do everything I can. Right. He's such a gaslighter. Such a gaslighter. Get in my Econoline van. We're heading to the airport. That's right. And And stay down, but also come up front and drive while I figure out this tire in the mud. But also stay down. It's one of the most unnecessary things. (laughs) It is so, that moment is why I don't, it doesn't. Uh, let me let me just say this real quick that the uh, ambassador is played by William Wyndham, who is in a million things. But I just wanted to say he was also in Space Rage, which is the movie that R.J. Kaiser said, forget it. I don't want any credit. I'm going to go do Godzilla 1985. So I don't want anything to do with this. I quit. Full circle. Wow. Everything's coming Full together. circle. Unbelievable. Why do all the roads? All the roads. All the roads. They lead back through New World. Oh, man. Oh, so my Lord. There's this scene where their van get they can see the airport. The van gets caught in the mud. He jumps out to try and get the wheel out of there. I Some rebels pull up. And he asks for their help. And at one point holds their machine guns so they can well, help, they help the van. And then hands it back to him. Hands it back to him. Now, the whole time you're thinking, this is they're this close to the airport. This is where they're going to get jumped. And the whole plan's going to fall apart. Nope. Nope. It does not. Nope. They get the wheel out of the mud and keep on going. Because yeah. that's how this movie goes. Yep. Yeah. It's unnecessary. You could cut that entire section. You would never know. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we got to. It's gotta necessary. Got to keep it. We, keep, it. It's, it's, we keep it. It's important. It's that's important. right. I don't know any more natural way. <laughs> Then to just change clothes and get out my chest set and talk about things I loved and then put my chest set away and put on my beret and my fatigues and talk about things I hated. That was really convincing. That was let's good. Talk, let's talk about the things we loved, things we hated, Mark. What's something you loved? Um, Something that I loved. Okay. I loved the character. Of Jack Cox. He's charismatic. Really? Mm-hmm. Hold he on. Is? He's, he's charismatic. Hold on. How? He's, no, he's knowledgeable. <laughs> Hold when? on. He's bilingual in a foreign country. He's always mm. one step ahead of everyone else. And if played mm. by anyone else, you would mm. believe all the things that I just said. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh. Yeah. It's, wow. This is My not point is, Jan Michael Vincent's wheelhouse for sure. <laughs> I'm saying if he is, had a, exactly. if he had a wheelhouse. This is this isn't even the car next to the wheelhouse. Like he's no, yeah, he should not be anywhere near this movie. This could have been so much better if you had a real charismatic lead that could right. carry mm-hmm. these right. lines, could help build mm-hmm. the tension, could really respond to the to the information he's getting back. But Jan Michael Vincent Vincent is like, I I have been 10 minutes away from the blow that's in my trailer, and I need to get Mm -hmm. back to it. And you can feel that through the whole movie. Mm. He's just, he's not believable in a character that could be really good. 
Mm. That's so I loved so, the thing I loved is the potential okay. of what this could oh, that's, be. Okay. Okay. Oh. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's cool because that's something I hated was that this actually <laughs> had some potential and, and it, uh, it, they lost it. But uh, uh, it's, it's funny how we can both love and hate the same thing. All right, Erica, something you loved. I loved all the little side characters. I love sure. little Luis. Yeah. And for then. Sure. Me too. Me too. I loved the. I guess assistant or colleague of the man who runs the newspaper right back in Texas. Yes. Right. Who yes. was just working through her lunch breaks on a warm diet coke, just trying to yep. get it through yep. to yep. embassies and different Nicaraguan contacts. I loved eventually we get to meet the older brother of Luis. Ramon. Ramon, we meet him. We see his fledgling taxi cab business. Yep. Loved meeting him. All these little side characters. I love the airport contact manager. Fernando. Fernando, yeah. who worked at the airport, yeah. who still, despite siege and civil war and overtake of the airport, was like, I guess I'll just get back and file some papers. He was also, he gets some tickets to that last flight and they were like, that they miss out on. And he's like, I can't help anyone. He's like, take some money. He's like, no, I will not take money. But what I will do is help you. Yeah, what a stupid <laughs> guy. He doesn't like, take the oh money, he Lord. helps. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the lady who needs time off at lunch at the U.S. Embassy because she just needs to attend to some family matters. <laughs> yeah. Who was granted that lunch? Right. Completely unnecessary scene, but hey. As you know? unnecessary as the upcoming scene where their tire gets stuck in the yeah. mud. Take yeah. Take a long lunch I mean, and tend to your family business, I guess. It's so All the little side characters. It feels it, like a producer's wife, they're like, we gotta give her a line. They're yeah, like, okay. Just put her in there. She won't stop right. asking. She loves Jan Michael Vincent. Yeah, she just wants to be in a movie, so let's yeah. just get her in there. So go on. Yeah, uh, there are some great side characters. And I, I love Luis as well. That's what I loved. He's the only character worth a damn in this entire movie. That's right, he is. He is. I said that many times. Yes. Probably at least five in he my brings, five viewings. He brings them rice and beans. He helps them sneak He's the, the only person shoot. looking out for them on a nutrition, emotional, <laughs> yeah. you know, safety yeah. level. He's literally the only adult in the room. And he's a child. Yeah, and he's, he's a child. child. And mm-hmm. he's played by, by the way, he's played by Ronnie Gonzalez. But I think this is his only role. Too, That's a shame. Too bad. It's too bad. The other thing that you pointed out too that I really liked, and I and I in repeated viewings, I I can't stop but uh, always like, yeah, those masks that they wear, those are kind of those cool. masks were cool. They were yeah, creepy. Yeah, the wear. Yeah, so they are not seen by uh, mm-hmm. the secret police. Yeah, because they're very the simple. One's just one looks like a paper plate with a smiley face on it, and it's just it's creepy. <laughs> it it's is. effective. Yeah. No, it's it effective. Is. I don't know if that's like the real mass. I don't know, but I was like, wow, that's. I don't know, but it I worked, know. and I was it like, works. ew, it has an effect. Uh, something we hated, Mark. Did you already mention it? There are a few things that I have here because uh oh, there's uh, this uh, this movie. There's so many times in this movie that I was going, what the hell is going on? For example. It is impossible to differentiate the good guys from the bad guys. And then the the, the Mexican special forces right. come in and they look like the Sandinistas who also look like the Nicaraguan army. Like you never know who's the good guy or the bad guy. When they get into uh, shooting scenes, as far as I could tell, these are just regular people shooting at each other. And I don't know who to root for. 
so that was really confusing. I don't know why Jack just doesn't stay wherever he's at. Why does he have to leave the embassy? Why didn't he just stay at the fucking airport? Stay at the fucking airport. Right. I mean, no, let's go to this abandoned house. Yeah, we'll go to the abandoned <laughs> house and we'll like go sleep on a dirty couch. That makes sense. Well, yeah. That's way more comfortable than staying at the airport. With nothing in there. And then Luis shows up with rice and beans. God bless him. Somoza knew that Maria was a Sandinista. Why the fuck didn't he kill her? Why did he invite her to his fucking house? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. I don't know. Where are the parents of these fucking kids? They, they got shot in the with... beginning. They got killed oh. in the beginning. Okay, that explains one part. But that wasn't in English, so I didn't fucking know. But you know what I hated the most about this movie? Mm. Is that it would be so much fucking better if it wasn't PG. This yeah. movie should not be PG. Who's taking their kids to fucking see this movie? Mm-hmm. This is not a this movie should be a hard R. It would be way better if it was yeah. rated R. Kids, you want to learn about the Nicaraguan Revolution? Let's go. I'm like, this isn't the movie, guys. This isn't the movie. You're not going to learn it from here. Right. This isn't the movie. Seriously, we went and saw Rescuers last week. We're going to go learn about the Sandinistas this week. So so Sandinistas, like, they just go to, like, parties at the the dictator's house at night. And then during the day, they apparently are, are, like, travel agents. Like, the little office that she had. Yes. Wait, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Billy, that's yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's you ask me another question and you are done. More chores this Saturday. watch this movie that's <laughs> dense with information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all those kids that went to that movie, like, they were way into Airwolf. So there was some payoff. At the yeah, end. there was yeah. a little payoff. Well, no, yeah. this is before Airwolf. This that's is what before I'm saying. Airwolf. They got their little, their, they got a little dose of Jan Michael Vincent, and then they That's were right. ready. Ready. Then they to were ready. Deep when Airwolf came in, they're like, "It's a, it's the guy from Last Plane Out." Right. Said no one ever. Never, <laughs> 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 never did this scenario happen. Also, do you think Jan Michael's Jan Michael's parents were named Jan and Michael? <laughs> it makes me feel like we really missed the bowl by not yeah, naming one of our maybe. kids Erica Ryan. Yeah, we could, we should have. We should. Damn have. it! Yeah. Or have we been oh, saying it is wrong? Is that your baby? Yeah, Ryan it's Erica. Erica Ryan. Maybe, maybe Ryan Erica. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll debate the order, but it should be just, Erica Ryan. Just in case, though, <laughs> have we been saying is it Jan and not Jan? No, it's Jan Michael. I believe that's okay. how they, he, he right. says it. Just Jan Michael it. Vincent. Yeah, I'd hate to get to this Michael, episode. That was yeah. Like, I'm sure there was. Fuck. I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was a phase where he was like, There's actually, it's Jan. One person listening. It's like it's Jan. It's Jan. <laughs> you fools! Wearing his his Jan Michael Vincent T-shirt with the Jan Michael poster behind him. <laughs> All his Jan Michael uh, memorabilia. Oh, Jan Michael merch. <laughs> There probably is somebody. And look, he is really good in certain things. This is not one of them. Great in the mechanic. Man, Great. I love him in the mechanic. Yeah, Fantastic sure. in that movie. Not not here, though. Not here. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I didn't like uh, the potential. I, the lost, this lost potential here. This could have been a good movie, and I didn't like it. Uh, favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene is when... Um, uh, Jack Cox and who's the who's the other reporter that is there to make sure he does the job? Jim Conley. Jim, yeah. When they have the discussion on the plane when they're heading back to Nicaragua, and um, he asks Jack, you know, how does he do these interviews? And I have a clip. 
because I think it's important. Oh, okay. For any fledgling reporter or someone that wants to do interviews, here's how you do it. How do you work these interviews? Well, I start with a series of questions. Uh, Springboard for comments by Samosa and the others. They can state whatever they wish. Might lead us into something we don't know about. You can ask whatever you choose. But you have the basic questions to keep them on your track. You can replace Samosa with any other name. That's how you do an interview. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So you ask questions and they respond. Yeah. Huh. (laughs) And you hope that they talk about something more. But then you try to steer them back with other questions that you already have written down. I see. When you interview someone, you tell them they can respond however they like? Mm -hmm. Oh. (laughs) I really I put limitations on everyone that I interview. I say like if you could please talk keep it to a few points here. But I actually when I interview, I ask the question then I answer it. <laughs> I don't let the other person talk at all. This is a conversation happening with two reporters. Two. This is how they talk, Mark. Yeah. Welcome to it. This is how they talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, hey, I need to get my story too. And he says, too bad, Buster. And then they're like, well, there goes that. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, Erica, your favorite scene? I have two favorite scenes. Ooh, okay. Oh, oh. My... I can't. It's hard for me to pick a favorite. I have. I, 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 I like feel them. like I have an idea of one. So yeah. we'll see. We'll I, I see like them right. both both equally. But one of my favorite scenes is the jogging scene. Okay. I did okay. think mm-hmm. that was okay. really not, interesting. Not my pick, but understandable. Mm-hmm. Only because it's such a long scene, and they really did follow them for quite a long time, and they kind of come around the corner, and then all these this group of kids joins them and jogs with them. And I just thought for mile this. Mile five, that's a mile five burger. <laughs> but I thought for this movie. You know you're almost done when the kids join. You're like, oh, sweet. We're, Here comes the kids. We're fine. We're almost done. <laughs> I saw a kid two miles back. I thought we were almost there. But no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wow, we got through that fast. No. Okay. No, now it makes sense. Oh, sorry. You gotta wait for a gaggle of kids. <laughs> yeah. Then you know. Yeah. A gaggle of kids. Once they're you get, hoping once that you get a full uh, gaggle, you know you're you're at the last mile. They're hoping one of us will uh, drop dead and they can take our wallets <laughs> from a lifeless body. <laughs> mile five. Uh, I liked that one a lot, and I also you know a lot about jogging because that's what people always bring their full wallet. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna head out on my jog. Holy shit! I almost left my wallet at home. I need to bring this cumbersome wallet and sweat through it. Sometimes I bring a briefcase just so I can maybe do some paperwork along the way. <laughs> just in case you need to conduct some business. You know what? We don't jog together, so you guys don't know what I bring. You don't know. You have no idea what I'm unleashing on that jog. You have no idea. Maybe I have a full backpack. You don't know. You're maybe I got a picnic basket full of business. Uh, That's what I do on my jogs. I, yeah. make sure I have an airline to run. You don't know what I'm bringing on a jog. <laughs> So mind your own business. <laughs> You're definitely making some cigarettes. That's right. Yeah, I got a full pack of cigarettes. What am I going to do? I need a bag for those. Okay, your other favorite scene. My other favorite scene was a montage of scenes, and that oh, is when he goes okay. back to Maria's place. 
Mm-hmm. And the parents aren't home and she's wearing those long shorts with a, mm-hmm. a shirt crop tied at the top. And then they go through like a series of change of clothes. Mm-hmm. They play soccer together. They play mm-hmm. they play chess. And you're <laughs> falling in love with them as they're falling in love yeah. with each other. You I just, just can't think help though, the deal breaker for that is when he's smoking a cigarette like my grandma and he has like three inches of ash. And I'm like, tap that ash off. Why are you smoking like my grandmother? Tap it. Tap it off. He picks up the longest, like, tap that ash off. You're wow. a you're a grown man on a it's date. It's like a smoker's dare. They're like trying to challenge themselves. Yeah. You know? uh, they're... they're I, I keep trying to think of another little bit, but for some reason, this little exchange made me really laugh. And it's just, you talked about the secretary of the, of the guy who runs the newspaper. She's on the phone and she freaks out. She goes, it's him. It's him. And he comes in and he goes, president Carter. <laughs> and I don't know. I realize it's an international incident. I realize that like yeah. they even mentioned that the president is yeah. aware of the situation. Yeah. But it's so clearly, she's been talking to him constantly about Jack it's so clearly Jack, but it's present. I, I don't even understand mm-hmm. why that exchange is truly happening, mm-hmm. but it's just, it just makes me laugh every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it just, mm-hmm. it's like, she's like, no, Jack. It's like, of course it's Jack. Why would it be anyone? It's like, if she's like, it's him. It's him. He's like, oh, my dad. Like, no, 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 it's Jack, you idiot. Of course it's Jack. Oh, what have we been doing this whole movie? Mm-hmm. I just my I don't dry know. cleaner just called. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I also imagine she, her name is probably like um, Tara, and he's always like Tiara, and she's like it's Tara, and he's like Tiara, and she's like right. it's Tara. It's him, it's him, my old high school buddy, Rick. No, Jack, it's Jack. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh. It just, yeah. it just every time I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. it makes me laugh too much. All right. Let's move into some final questions. Here are final questions for our last plane out. You know, Jack seems to be a guy that's well-liked by just about everybody. And even kids he meets at the airport. As Mark mm-hmm. said, he's got all these friends. And he's just really well-liked in Nicaragua, back at home, in the mm-hmm. newspaper. And so my only question is, why? Some cheekbones. Why is he liked? Mm-hmm. by anyone in this movie. Mm-hmm. Why does he have an effect on any person? Because he's like a fish out of water. It's that thing he comes in, he's all mumbly and tan and Texasy, and people are like, mm, all right. You know, it's like when the new kid comes to your school and he like, his hair's bleached and he has an earring and you're like, I was never into those things, but mm-hmm. I mean, I get that from Maria. I don't understand why anyone else. It applies to everyone <laughs> across the board. Samosa, his boss. Everybody. They're all just... The charm. I don't know. I think it's because yep. his dad was a featured character on Dallas. And they all just want, you know, six degrees of separation. They just want to be close to him. They just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe. Boy, I don't know. Um, do you think they actually got a story? <laughs> I think they got footage. I think they got some early footage. What'd you get? Well, we got some footage of the streets. Yeah, we went by some guards. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do they have here? Patrick Poole, who was uh, new, one of New World's spokespersons, uh, he told Florida Today prior to the movie's premiere, he said. 
Quote, it meets the number one criterion. It's an entertaining, exciting, adventuresome film. The number two point is that it's very relevant. Thoughts? I'm sorry, I heard entertaining and adventuresome. And I just want to remind everybody, it took me five (laughs) viewings to get through this. Five. Five times. Five times. That's why he's a spokesperson. <laughs> he knows <laughs> he knows how to lay down a line of shit. Mm. All right, let's quickly do some research here. Um, we got some research here to go last play now because I was like, what is this movie? Ryan's research. It is Ryan's research. You've got to run towards Ryan because it is his research. Show him your passport. <laughs> let's hear that research. Me, Americano, I'm Americano, Americano. <laughs> <laughs> I won't kill you, Ryan, because I'm in love with you. We played just that one time, and then we boned That's down. how. That's how. I, that's how I locked time. Eric in. Played one game of chess. It was so easy. Works every time. Um. So Jack Cox funded. For this. your research. <laughs> oh, thank you. For oh, your research. That's, that's my man. That's on me. That's on me. That's on me. Okay. Adios, okay. Mi amor. There might be more. There might be more. It is time for your research. <laughs> okay. Me amor. There it is. There it is. <laughs> you can't make me kill him. He's my me amor. It's never going to end. Uh, buckle up, me amor. Yeah. Um, like I said, Jack Fox funded this. He Jack Fox funded this movie. Jack Fox? Jack Cox, excuse me, sorry. Yeah, Jack, get it right. Get Cox. It right. Jack Cox. You gotta live movie. with that name. You get it right. That's right. <laughs> he would have loved Jack Fox. Yeah. I wonder if our our pal Dunbar knows him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Jack Cox funded this movie uh, with money that he got from a bunch of his Texas businessmen buddies. And to the Miami Herald, he said it was less than twenty million. That's the number he threw out. I was like, that. I love that twenty million was a number he threw out casually. Less than, less than. And I'm like, well, like, okay. I was like, Ar- arguably one dollar is less. I was than like twenty million, right? <laughs> but also, I would have to say it was. It looks like it was much less than. And so I read somewhere else actually that the Cox had raised eight million dollars for both Last Plane Out and Rare Breed. Wow. So maybe, and then somewhere else, maybe they said five million. So. Shit. But somewhere, either way, four or five million, if you're splitting it between two movies, four million still seems like a lot, but. Uh, one million, one million. Great job fundraising. Right. Sure. Shit. He had eight to like make these two movies. Dang. Uh, Anthony Quinn was offered the role of Samosa, but he turned it down. Hmm. Uh, another other couple, another couple of uh, possible castings. Uh, and I think this is for the role of Maria. But apparently, Barbara Carrera and Bianca Jagger were both up for the room. Oh wow! Hmm. Both of they're both from Nicaragua. So, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. They, so they forget it. Cast. You're out. Too bad. Makes too much sense. <laughs> You're out. All right. Shooting started in June 21st, 1982. It was filmed in South Florida, and um, the Miami Herald said that basically it would last eight weeks. And included a couple weeks in Vero Beach with tanks and planes. That's actually where they shot the airport was in Vero Beach. They dressed that up. Um, they also had a whole thing where 
they they in the newspaper where they were saying casting director needs an army. So if you would like to uh, play a paramilitary group like Cuba's Fidel Castro's groups like Alpha 66. And if you look the part paid in cash can be as much as twenty five dollars a day. Ran towards and that. They were like, "No with, problem." <laughs> comes with free meals, so that's exciting. Shit, free meals. Free. Wait, hold on. Now you got me. Free yeah. meals and twenty five meals. Yeah. Hey, oh. Uh, also, if you ever been on a set, free meal is what they mean. <laughs> you get fed once. There'll be food out though. There'll be food out all the time. Uh, Miami was apparently a perfect fit for Mangua, Nicaragua, because with the exception that there are no mountains, apparently. Yeah. According to Jack Cox. Um. As I was saying, the two weeks right. stint- there, there are no mountains in Florida. You don't know. It's not just Jack. No, just I want to be clear. Jack right, Cox right. was not fucking oh, with oh, you on that. Almost anyone, <laughs> almost anyone who's ever been to Miami can tell you that. I don't know, Space Mountain. <laughs> That's in Orlando. I stand corrected. I said, <laughs> That's in Orlando. You said Florida though. though. Just Florida. Oh, okay. I said Florida. Orlando yeah. is Fair in enough. Florida. Right. Okay. Well, I did say Miami was the fit, but yeah. Okay, we're 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 and I'm not looking at a map, so okay, you guys. You know what? I got an airline to run. This is bullshit. (laughs) This is bullshit. Speaking of uh, Florida as a destination to shoot stuff, and Orlando, there were uh, quite a few movies shooting in Florida at the time. Jaws 3D was shooting at the Orlando Sea World. Porky's The Next Day and Sean S. Cunningham's Spring Break. And following this movie, uh, Scarface and Smokey the Bandit and the Bandit 3. I don't know if Smokey the Bandit 3 is considered a cool movie. Uh, oh, but... it's cool, Mark. <laughs> it is cool. Okay. Some, uh, some, work for it. some real film, film elements snuck into this, according to this Marilyn Beck column that I found on the Star Gazette, that being used in the movie after some delicate negotiations with the Department of Defense is the same C-130, or yes, C-130, that was mm-hmm. dispatched to try to rescue any Americans in Nicaragua's capital city. And it was being piloted by the same crew, headed by Captain Hooper Jones, that flew the plane, which not only took off without Jack, but according to Cox, almost ran him down when he rushed out on the Managua airport runway, waving his passport. He says Captain Jones has explained, quote, a civilian from the U.S. Embassy was aboard the plane and ordered him not to stop. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But on Air Erica, I only the DJ tells us if we stop <laughs> or go. Isn't that right, DJ? Emergency exit. <laughs> on Air Erica, the DJs are in charge. <laughs> Come fly with us. Uh, I just thought Mark would appreciate it because I know he's always angry when the wrong planes are used. So they use this the actual plane. I'm not um, angry. I was angry earlier. Now I'm not. Okay. So thank now you you're not. That. That's good. I feel Super calm. So calm. Speaking, though, of deviations from the real story. Uh-oh. Here Jim, we go. Jim Conley himself decided to uh, fill us in on some of the things that were not real. Oh, boy. For one, the crew spends most of its time on the run, but Conley said that they spent three of their five days in the U.S. Embassy. So That makes more sense. Yes. Just stay there. Right. Well, they had that ambassador is like, you can't stay here because those rebels want you. Well, that's not real either. He said Mm -hmm. that they weren't really Mm -hmm. honestly searching around trying to find them, though. He does say that they 
not that he he says the rebels wouldn't have not that they mm, he did say that the rebels would have quote enjoyed questioning him um so uh, because he says cox was in the country to make a pro samosa film and he wasn't uh he wasn't going out of his way uh, unlike the film depicts to get the sandinista point of view And then he says, uh, we spent the whole first night flushing all Jack's personal papers down the commode. And then in the movie version, he says, um, he talks about the fact that uh, he he was forced into the situation in the movie. But of course, he was actually there by the invitation of Cox. Mm-hmm. Two, other, two other deviations really stand out in Conley's mind. One is a scene where the group is actually caught in the middle of a firefight and the whole room is blown up. Uh, in reality, uh, Cox's group was on the fringes of that fight as they sat in the embassy. Uh, another difference is the introduction of Maria. Uh, this is uh, Jim Connolly says, quote, whenever anybody asks Cox, what about the real Maria? He just kind of winks, Connolly said with a laugh. Ooh, what a playboy. So, yeah. <laughs> also, I feel like the salad bar was a real sticking point they wanted to stay for that you know you come for the salad come for sure for the salad you stay for the salad you stay for the salad yeah yeah, yeah. of course uh, um apparently miami was a great place to film and jack cox actually said to uh in this newspaper article i said i found in august of 1982 he said that they didn't have any problems and they thought there might be some protests uh with pro or anti samosa nicaraguans but said nothing happened and then he also says this we didn't even get complaints when we were blowing up everything in the middle of the night in the fashionable section of Coral Gables. The standing joke was the residents just assumed it was another drug shootout. I saw Miami Vice. I know what he's talking about. I'm not sure when exactly uh, New World picked up last plane out, but it could have been during these two moments. One that I was like, that makes sense. Another one I was like, what? So uh, this is, of course, comes from a period that I love, which is the period in 1983. This is when Corman has sold the company at the top of the year. And they are just going out buying movies and trying to fill the release schedule until they can finish Angel and Children of the Corn, which are their first two movies from the new ownership group. So um, it's possible they found out about this film when uh, they were trying to sell it at the American film market in March of 1983. But it also could have been at the Cannes Film Festival, where this screened off festival. But it did screen, though. It actually it screened. screened. Wow. Here we go. As a piece in the Abilene Reporter News in April of 1983 said that Cox was holding off any domestic rights deals until after the festival. Mm. And in May 1983, Jack Cox himself wrote a piece in the Abilene Reporter News. So I guess he is a reporter explaining how the screen of Last Plane Out went, starting with the first screening at Con on May 10th. He wrote, The people came. The Olympia Theater was nearly full, and the reaction was all we hoped it would be. So much so, in fact, that for the next screening, which was May 13th at 4 p.m., the house was packed with standing room only. It was not anticipated, but a third screen was scheduled for Sunday, May 15th. Last plane out left an impact on those who saw it. One person was moved to tears mm. and left no doubts as to whether it would be released in the marketplace. 
Are we still talking about the same movie? <laughs> right. <clears throat> moved to tears? Moved Somebody to tears. Moved to tears by last play. I would like to know specifically which scene. Which scene yeah. was it one of the businessmen that lent him millions of dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no. What did I do? My money. It's gone. Oh my gosh. It, Cox, ends the, he, Cox ends the article saying that the movie would be released in the U.S. in late or uh, late July or August, but does not mention who's releasing it. It, however, was already an award winner. What? Wait, That's right. What? Yeah. A genie? The St. Lucie News Tribune said, <laughs> not a genie. That in Night May Zoo swept that year. No. Night, <laughs> the only one that Night Zoo lost was the last plane out. <laughs> Best actor uh, goes to <laughs> Luis. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> shut up. Um, although it had not yet been distributed in the United States, the last plane out has already won a national award: the Golden Halo Award from the Southern California Motion Picture Alliance. Cox explained during a telephone interview. "Quote: It's been in existence for forty years and honors certain movies each year." There was a luncheon with a thousand people present, <laughs> and it was the only. I can't get through this without laughing. It was the only picture that won that had not been released yet. There was a private screening. <laughs> He's like, "This is a very real award that we won that had a lot of people there, and it was definitely real, and it really was meaningful, and we definitely won it." On, and there on were one real people. Was moved to tears. <laughs> I know he's trying to sell his movie. I'm not trying to shit on this guy, but it just kills. I'm like, this is a real thing. We definitely won a very real award that we really got. This is like really a kid in a. And it's an been el- around forever. It's like, like an el- elementary school kid trying to prove that he met an NFL athlete over the weekend. <laughs> right. Like, no, I right. totally did because, like, we he was totally at the game that I went to, and I I was totally yeah. down there. Yeah. He shook my hand. I swear. He shook my hand. I totally <sighs> met him. <laughs> I mean, Corbin would make up like fake awards and like put them on posters and stuff. Like when he was doing um, some of his like kung fu movies, he'd be like, you know, this one won a kung fu award that he would just make up and they'd throw in the poster or put in the trailer. Like it, ha- I get it, but this is the one where he's like, no, this is real. We really won something. You don't get it. <coughs> one person cried. Anyway, <laughs> somebody <laughs> cried. <laughs> Anyways, they didn't, they didn't cry. They were moved to <laughs> tears. Moved to tears. Moved to you tears. You cry for a lot of reasons. I uh, teared up once when I was really tears. hot. So you never know. Speaking of being moved to tears, <laughs> let's play the things I loved clip one. I owe you my life, amigo. Will I ever see you again, Senor Jack? See, sí, no sabemos más tarde. I guess it could have been Luis who was moved to tears. Was it that moment? Was it that moment? Mm. I think it was. I think that was, it was such a special bond that they had. And he knew he was never going to see his young Luis again. Oh, somebody was like, no, Luis, the only character who matters. Um, So I don't know when New World picks this up, but they do release it September 23rd, 1983. Following Wavelength. Which came out earlier in the month Following and wavelength, wavelength. In fact, there I saw, I wow. saw a newspaper ad where they were both being shown. They had them both on the oh. ad. Man, stay away for that double feature. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> some coffee. That's some coffee yeah, before really you need, attend. Yeah. Well, uh, what would go first? 
Wavelength. I, I hope, hope Wavelength. I hope yeah, Wavelength. Because I, I would be in a real good mood because that soundtrack is so good yeah. from Tangerine Dream. I'd be like, ooh, mm. all right. And then you'd, be like, you'd watch the soundtrack for this and be like, people fucked in this movie? <laughs> like this song? That was the other thing I should have added. And things you really, I hated. You think that was people so always mad. put on music for movies while we're doing it? <laughs> yeah. People only, they only do it to film scores. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. they do on Erica. The DJs are only spinning film scores. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. Well, now this is how I find out you've never flown. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> you're not Shit, familiar. I'm a co-owner. I don't need to. I own this. I'm busy trying to tabulate the books. Uh, all right. We're going under. I don't think you realize. We're not yes. going under, we're going down. Audio <laughs> wink. Uh, wavelength, yes, is what it precedes, but then what follows uh, last plane out is the prey. What? Which we have not gotten to. Unbelievable. I don't know if you guys could uh, believe it, but the reviews were not good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, um, is that hard to believe? Even know. the Miami I... Herald said, don't bother to catch the last plane out. The Miami Herald wow. was covering this movie like wow. crazy because it was a locally shot movie. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. So before we tie this up into a tight little bow, sure. let's pick our last plane out roommate. We have a selection of three potential roommate candidates that you will spend a year-long lease in a small studio apartment with. Oh. Option number one. <laughs> option number one uh, is Luis and his brother. You get Ooh, you get both. Okay. Winners, winners, winners. Okay. Let's let's go through the pros and cons here. Mm-hmm. On the okay. pros, they have a car and they will drive you mm-hmm. any place you want to go. Okay, yeah, and they have That's, food. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. means they have food, uh, and also their bedtime is early, so you're not going to have to worry about them hogging the TV after nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. True, it'll be good. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. On the downside, um, they're going to eat all the leftover pizza in the fridge, and you'll mm. never get through an entire box of Pop Tarts. So, mm. something to consider. Uh, okay. Option number two. They deserve it, though. Is <laughs> Jack Cox. Those little sweeties. Uh, uh oh, Erica. I, I, his plus, Sophie's choice. His, his pros and cons are going to be a little tough. Is this a pro or a con? He's perpetually sweaty. Um, Fine. He, Fine. He, we'll fit in well together. Uh, he does both from working out and from (laughs) just being alive. Uh, he doesn't need running shoes to go on a run. Um, he, if you say, Hey, let's go on a five mile jog, he's he'll do it. Uh, no, no questions asked, (laughs) (laughs) but you are going to to come up in our marriage, but (laughs) you are going to perpetually miss your flights. If you're with him, Mm. if you travel with Mm -hmm. him, it's going to be a problem. Mm. Last and last, was the last plane out. (laughs) Jack, well, there's another one tomorrow. There's another one. Last but not least is is our friend Maria. I mean, listen, Mm -hmm. she likes to hit the club. She enjoys it. She likes to play some chess. Um, She has a bazooka. She she does. She'll let you smoke in the apartment. Yep. And her parents' house. And and her parents' house. But she is boring as fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. every she's, conversation you're going to be doing that a little, so. a little tap, tap. Hey, Maria, can we wrap up this whole story? Because I, uh, I got other things to do here, okay? So your options I got to smoke Luis. somewhere else. Yeah, Luis and his brother, Jack <laughs> I have to smoke in a Maria. new location. 
All right. Well, Erica, what are you, what are you going to pick? I mean, I know who I picked. Mm. I've, I've made up my mind. God, I am really torn because I need the help of a crafty young child in the car of his older brother. But damn it. That sweaty, smoky, peached polo tee <laughs> wearing Jack Cox. God, I think I have to sign up with him. I have to. I have mm-hmm. to. I owe it to myself, you know? Okay. Aaron is the dilemma of Michael Vincent. Yeah. yeah. Er- er- Erica's stellar, stellar on-time record is going to take a real hit with yeah. Jack Cox yep. moving in. That's right. That's all right. I'm sticking with my boys, Luis and Ramon. I'm gonna hang with them. Like mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you know, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get driven places. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have food. They're gonna take care of probably my every need. Yeah. So they will. I mean, right. sorry, they will. I, I'm gonna do that. Like mm-hmm. Maria might get us in trouble. Quite frankly, like I don't know, mm-hmm. like because she's super cool and fun on one mm-hmm. hand, and then the other, and she's like, oh, all my Sandinista buddies. They need to. They need to stay here because we're mm-hmm. being hunted down by you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. the special police again. I don't know. I really. Yeah. It's going to be a problem. Really yeah. trying to watch this episode of Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> so, uh, but every every time you come home and the chessboard's out, you know what's go- what's about to go. Hey, you know what's up? You it's know a what's chess up. night. Uh oh, there's a chessboard on we the like old doorknob, so I know not to come in. There's a chess piece on the doorknob. So. Why do they put a whole chessboard? I love that they would do this. It just, it takes just so long. Just like, so, <laughs> it takes so long to get all that the on pieces there. stick. Oh, you're getting all of the all the pawns, all the pieces. Got it. I got to tape them all on the doorknob. <laughs> So much tape. I don't want my roommate coming in. You know what I mean? <laughs> they catch you. You're still taping it up. Like, hey. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's sexy night. Got it. She so may be asleep by now, but I can't. Um, and I can't. Uh, Jack Cox, no way. That guy is all about him. I couldn't. I couldn't He's always got guy. smokes, though. Yeah. Ooh. And smokes all the time. So oh, what? Thank you. No, I wouldn't and do that. Siggy's available all nope. the time. Nope. I'm, I'm going with, the, I'm going with uh, Luis and Ramon for sure. All right. Good choices. All right. So that's it. That is Last Plane Out. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We got plenty more coming up in February. So make sure you check out all of those episodes. And where can you go to check all those episodes out? At our website, newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can find all of our episodes. You can find our T-shirts. Buy a T-shirt. We don't have a Patreon because we want you to buy all of our new designs. Not just our logo, but we got designs inspired by our episodes. Check out those T-shirts. You can also read some articles there, some other stuff. Just stay on there all the time. You can live your whole life on that website. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. Adios, mi amores. Adios, mi amores.